2: Check out heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. It is a China Cat Sunflowers CCP. Good
3: afternoon, everybody. And welcome oh, back oh, to yeah. another episode, of always almost there, day after show. Thank you for being here. Hi, Neil.
1: Oh, coming out hot today. Oh, love yeah. It.
3: I. You know what? I, I planned that earlier. I was like, you know what? That's going to be the first thing out of my mouth when we go live today.
1: Just grinding axes to, to start the day. I love it. Oh, perfect. Well, I mean,
3: you know, nobody was on to hear that anyway, so. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're safe recording. for now. How are you doing yeah. on this fine Saturday afternoon? I'm doing great,
1: man. I have listened to last night's show more i think than i have ever ha- listened to a show the day after a show before we've done the day after a show that's seems so, hyperbole no i it's true it's absolutely true this is not hyperbole um yeah i'm wearing my my houseplant shirt in honor of Louisville there we go home of houseplant um who i've never seen live because i don't go to oh, you have a shirt yeah i do have a shirt there you go well it's great as you mentioned
3: I have also listened to selects from last night's show many times today, um, and oh boy, what a show it was. Uh, We've got a guest coming on uh, in just a minute. Um, I mean, actually, right now, uh, let's bring him on. Hello, Coop. How are you doing?
4: Hey, guys. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Thank
3: Thank you for being on today. Excited to chat with you about last night's show. For sure. So, take us through it. Get you know okay. it, your thoughts if you wanna if you wanna give like a, a little brief touch on night one how you were feeling going into night two and then getting to the venue. Yeah. Yesterday.
4: Yeah. Well, I didn't I didn't make it to night one for you know work and kid related reasons, but I I did the old couch tour and, you know, I thought night one was awesome, but I saw a lot of meat left on the bone there, so I was pretty excited for night two, um, and it didn't disappoint. It was awesome. I thought the first set, you know, was a great first set that all I need was amazing. And then, um, you know, but a lot of like good song, a songy first set, which was great. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, the second set was awesome. The Empress, and then the red bird was great. So it was a great night.
3: Awesome. What, whereabouts, uh, were you in the venue last night? So I was like two, two or three
4: rows in front of the soundboard. So I was kind of under the awning, which, um, I've been to the palace a bunch. I don't always love it under there, but, Last night the sound was amazing, so I had, you know, I could hear everything perfectly. I could hear the harmonies really well, so sound-wise, it was a great spot and great people around us. So
3: it was good. Love it, love it. Neil, how are you feeling going into last night?
1: Uh, I was excited. We've been talking about this. There's an arc uh, with the music right now, and it just feels like they're they're in a really good spot. And so, like, I was cautiously optimistic because we've talked about this before. You know, they came out the gate hot at the cap run, and then I don't think they kind of matched the intensity throughout mm-hmm. the rest of the cap run as they did on the first night. This is actually, they are matching this intensity throughout, and things are on the way up. So, at least for the foreseeable future, I'm going to be really, really stoked about whatever goose show is coming up. So, last night I was excited. I think we're all really stoked anyway
3: regardless of how yeah. the band is playing true and, you know but there's like goose extra fans.
1: excitement there's right. extra excitement there where when they're playing really well and they're playing really well right now
3: you just you get a little extra stoked it's true worked. and you know you're winning fantasy goose so
1: that that also i mean that's actually that lowers the excitement a little bit because there's a lot of nerves you know <laughs> there's a lot of pressure to continue to succeed especially when i have friends. Uh, who are brutal. And, well, you have, like, uh, a 20-point lead right now, so... <laughs> I, I do,
4: I do. Uh,
3: Coop, do you play fantasy?
4: I do not. You know, I, I think I need to, though. I, I've been following it a little bit, so I just, you know... I, I get a little too competitive with that stuff, like with fantasy football, you know, and I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to bring that yeah. into my goose oh, we get, just yet, but I, I think I'm get, leaning that way. We get
3: very... Yeah. Love it. Yeah, well, we do, it's, have, it's a we do have another... We do have another last-minute guest joining us. Uh, noted AAT contributor, Katie. Hi, Katie.
0: <laughs> Not a noted contributor. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. I'm at a Georgia rest stop, so I'm good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Things are on the up and up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Back in Georgia. Oh,
2: man. How, how
3: are you feeling uh, going into last night's show, and where were you sitting?
0: Um, I'm still, like, processing it. I was in the... I can't say the word loge. Yes, I was up there in, um, I guess, section two, Um, you could kind of like hop around. And so we found a great spot. I was with Danny and Haps and Brendan and Becca were in our section. So it was fantastic. A party. It was a party. We found great people to be around. So yeah,
3: I love it. Well, show opens, you know, that we get, we get 178 show bust out of Howard Johnson's got his Hojo working last played 10, 15, 20, uh, and then California magic and the whales. Um, Coop, why don't you start us off? How are you feeling on these first three songs?
4: Yeah. You know, I wasn't too familiar with the, the Mojo song, but it, it really, it was just kind of instant that rockabilly, uh, kind of groove that it has instantly. Everybody was just jumping up, you know, it wasn't, wasn't like a slow entry into the show. It was just dance party instantly. So that was a lot of fun. And then uh, Cali Magic is great. I love that song. My wife, it's my wife's favorite song. And she's two for two on it now. On her two shows she's been to. So she was happy right off the bat. So no complaining. And then nice.
3: uh, Wales is one of my favorite Peter songs. So that was great. Great start. I love it. And now uh, for the opposite opinion. Katie, what did you think of the first <laughs> three
1: songs of last night's show? Very
3: opposite. Um, oh,
1: man. I was there
0: at the beginning. Um, so Howard John is exciting for it to open. I'm not super familiar with it. I don't listen to it much. But I do the excitement of people realizing it had just been so long. That was just a great uh, way to start it. Everyone was just really stoked about that. Um, Then into California Magic. There's no... My opinion on that's very known. I'm huh? uh, <laughs> not very into it. I think there was some Kentucky magic last night. But um, I, yeah, we went through that. Whales, another, it's a great song and always excited to play it. I I think I yelled out something about orcas during it. So I was <laughs> bringing the news to the... Sea creatures. Uh, yeah, I was, Um, and then... Then I'd say once all I need started is when everyone's like, oh, okay. Like we're all, everyone is hyped. Um, somebody found something in those first three. But uh, once all I need begins, it was like, okay, here we are. <laughs> Let's
3: yeah. Go. I thought it was, I thought it was a solid trio to open the show. You know, the bust out is always cool. Um, you know, bringing back a cover that had only been played. Was it twice before, right, Neil? It was your, the first twice time played before, it was first As far
1: as we know, but I, I think I heard some chatter that it, it may have not appeared on like lgoose.net set lists and been played before that, but I don't know. Ooh, I don't know right? But if, we if, got... if we're oh, sorry. yeah, if we're looking at lgoose.net, there's only three. First time it was ever played was in Yarmouth in 2020. It was the very first song they played coming out of the pandemic, which is amazing. That was also my first goose show. And I remember very well standing there. Ooh after having listened to all this goose throughout the pandemic so psyched on the band and they opened with Howard Johnson's got his Hojo working. And I was like, what the hell is this? I had no idea what it was. <laughs>
3: who is NRVQ? Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: and it, so I, I think folks there who, who didn't know Howard Johnson's got his Hojo working, um, you know, I understand how you feel because it just doesn't sound like a goose song. It doesn't sound like a song goose would normally cover. It's just outrageous, uh, but it's cool. And now it's like this cool rarity. And it's funny because I've talked a lot about Hojo over the years. When I was picking Switchin' openers for the Jive Goofs like, slap winning contest for picking the opener, I always said Switch in, until they actually played Switch in, And then I had to pick something else, so I just picked Hojo. There you uh, go. <laughs> and they never picked it. Well, the, the goal of the game was to not win the game. Because right. I had won so many Jive Goose Slabs I was trying to find right. ways you're just, to you're not Right, you're so
3: good at guessing yeah. things. <laughs> That's that, how know, I play. Just, yeah. Yeah. I took
0: over that role.
3: There yeah. um, we go. Neil, Neil, you're inspiring people. People knew what it was because of you. So It you was exciting so,
0: to hear that breakout because I thought, what did we hear in Bozeman, Ryan?
3: Cantaloupe Island?
0: What? Yeah. I was like, look at all these shows that I'm at. Play these. <laughs>
3: Katie's yeah. getting yeah. bust-outs backing yeah. yeah. up the stats. There we go. Um well, then after these first three songs, you know, the venue goes nuclear mm-hmm. with this All I Need. Um you know, the, the the beginning of the jam that kind of like dark segment reminded me a lot of how the Cap All I Need started. Um you know, kind of like a very sparse groove, lots of like eerie piano stuff from Peter, and then it just modulates into this insane motif that like you know you can hear like the crowd on the soundboard the crowd just starts yelling immediately like it, i i assume you guys can tell uh, and I'm, I'm really curious to hear more about like what 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 that moment felt like in the room um during this jam and just you know this insane peak so coop what what was this like for you this jam
4: uh yeah it was it was really cool the the spooky vibes that started off like you said were awesome and i thought that's when the lights really kicked in for me they had some green lights going during that that were really cool um, that kind of, you know, added to the, the spooky vibes. But then, yeah, when it started to pick up and it kind of sagged into that almost Hollywood Nights yeah. thing, I thought it was Hollywood Nights and all the people around me. We were like, OK, here we go. And then they just kind of jammed it out. But I mean, yeah, the place was going crazy. It was it was really awesome. Katie. Um,
0: Coop, where were you sitting? I'm just inter- curious.
4: I was like I was like right in front of the soundboard, like two or three rows, kinda under that the you know, the balcony a little bit. So yeah, I didn't always have the best views, but the sound was really nice around.
0: Yeah. Um, I think we like heard really different things. Like upstairs was pretty um Quiet as far as the crowd in some mm. ways. Like it was, um, it's almost people were like looking mm. at each other, like, holy shit, this is happening. Um, but now that I've re listened mm-hmm. to it, it, I hear a lot more yelling that I, I didn't hear during the show, um, which is just interesting. Yeah, I think I under think that balcony, overhead, I don't know. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's people just interesting. It's yeah, like under that completely balcony. Different. Sorry. I'm eating candy and talk. I don't know. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I don't You're know what good. Happens. You're good. I think we go, Neil. Yeah, we're on the same page.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh man. So I, yeah, I'm excited to talk about this. All I need. It's really good, and it's not a giant all I need, but it's still a very, very good one. There is the the petting the blanket jam right mm. off the bat, which is wonderful. It's really, really good. The interesting thing about that jam is it's actually a super familiar jam that can. I think at times feel repetitive to me. It was just a few notes out of the, the, that kind of Tarantella Italian folk songy jam that they throw into creatures. We talked a little bit about this last yeah. night. I don't know if you agree, but that's what it sounds like to me.
3: I feel like it's more of a, a Nash cakesy or cap all I need uh kind of motif. Mm-hmm. Like based on, you know what, what Peter was doing on the piano reminds me a lot of that kind of space more than the, the Tarantella, but I, I hear what you mean.
1: It's, almost as if they don't complete, like they're, they've they just subtracted notes from the scale that they're, mm-hmm. they are playing when they're playing it. That's what it sounds like to me. Um, and then, yeah, then it the most outrageous turn. There it is. Uh, there it outrageous is. Outrageous in the song. And then they <laughs> just do this giant peak. And we were talking about it in a moment, but folks were like, is this Hollywood Nights? And I was like, I don't know. This sounds like it's just going to be a peak. And then we were talking about live tweeting it on the set list. Good thing you didn't. Uh, I, there it, was
3: no, there was no moment where I was going to. Okay, I'm not you. I don't have. I don't have a quick trigger finger like
1: it's that. Really, really <laughs> easy to say that the day after the show, uh, man. It's really, really easy to say that. It but, sounded
3: uh, like Hollywood Nights, and they could have gone into it, but I wasn't. My finger was not hovering over the button.
1: I don't know if that's true. I got receipts, but um, in any case, uh, it's really good. This it whole really jam is awesome, and the peak. If you listen, at at least for me, when I listen to the the boards, the crowd loses their mind at this peak. I mean, it it comes up over the music, which is pretty good. I mean, I guess Peter mixed it just right uh, because it just you know cuts in there. And uh, of course, they are messing with us. We we can't talk about this jam without talking about the fact that Goose is messing with us. Is they finish and then fake out the second jam, and then there's like they fake the second jam. Yeah, they were like. Like if you, you look, they were like oh they were like they were right. poised to kick back in, and then they just completely stopped. There were some giggles on the stage, and, and then there was ben a pancakes fake out. Then did the pancakes fake out. I thought I thought, I was thought it was finger, Jeff. The
3: pancakes. Uh, I thought it was Jeff. Peter corrected me in the show notes, so thank you, Peter.
1: Uh um, yeah, I saw that. I wasn't I, I thought it was Jeff too.
3: Yeah, but you know what? I've changed it on elgoose.net to Beast Buds because Yeah, Peter. I I trust Peter being on stage and seeing which one
1: of them did it. I don't think, you know, anybody's any closer. But yeah, Yeah. Uh, uh, but, you know, that was funny. Yeah, it was really cool. What did that look like for you guys? Was that, is my impression correct? Did it look like they were, at least the drummers were about to go into, like, the, the All I Need second jam? Did you pick up on that at all or no?
4: I picked up on Peter kind of, he was holding his arms up kind of a lot it, it did look like something was coming and then you know ben went into the the pancakes um so i did clock that but I i didn't necessarily see the second jam coming
2: right
3: was there a, oh we lost katie was there yeah. a reaction uh from the crowd at the pancakes fake out or was it just kind of like lost in the moment oh yeah Pe- no people caught it and people were
4: laughing and you kind of saw the band laughing at each other so yeah, yeah that was funny
3: It was like, a yeah, it was like, a. I I think they they were also after that, like, they needed to
1: catch their breath for a second and be like, holy shit, that (laughs) jam that we
3: just did was amazing.
1: Yeah, a lot of energy in that jam. And there was a certain looseness from the stage last night, which we'll point back to a little bit later when we talk about the encore, too. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, they just seem like they're really having fun right now. And I know that's like, I don't know, it's kind of cliche. And it's like, oh, the band looks like they're having so much fun. But from the stage, there were quite a bit of laughing, quite a bit of banter last night. It really does seem like they're having a blast uh, in Louisville. So, just want to play it's fun them. town.
3: They like they like mm-hmm. they like playing there. First set finishes off with Seekers on the Ridge and SOS Coop, Your thoughts on this?
4: Yeah, I'm a big Seekers guy. I know a, uh, it's considered a bathroom song on this podcast. Sometimes only one of the parts, only the first part.
3: I like the first and only part, by me, really. Um,
4: yeah i I, you know i'm a big indie rock guy so it kind of scratches that fleet fox's itch for me the first part especially and then Mm -hmm. yeah the second part is is amazing always and you know rick's solo on that was is always awesome and then i love sos too um then dawn there was a good jeb bomb and and dawn at some point in there that was awesome so yeah i thought it was a great end of the first set um you know, kind of thought there might be another longer jam, but I'll I'll never complain about you know the SOS to finish off a set.
3: Yeah, SOS is such an incredible set closer. And hey, I'll, I mm-hmm. we, we've talked about it on the pod a lot. If you're getting the seekers in the show, this is the optimal placement for it. Late first, set. for sure. That's for sure. where you want it. Yeah. not in the second set.
1: You know, there's no hate for seekers, but if you go to a lot of goof shows, you've <laughs> you seen see seekers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know yeah. you've got to figure out. You go to a lot of goo shows. You got to figure out when you're going to the bathroom. And Seekers 1 is your best opportunity, especially in that situation. Then you can play the Seekers mm-hmm. game, which we talked about last night, which is similar to the Old man boat, old Man's Boat game, which is you have a limited amount of time to get back to the part that might be a little bit different. A right. Bit so, different. and also, mm-hmm.
3: let me put this in perspective a little bit for people who might not be understanding the Seekers thing. It took me until my 21st show to see my first Seekers I'm now at 34, and I have seen five. Oh. <laughs> it's
1: a lot of seekers.
3: <laughs> it's a lot of seekers. Yeah.
1: Well, if I mean, you went in 2021 too, that you saw a lot of seekers. It was, even it was more like seekers. every third, like third show. It was crazy. Coming to uh, Peach
3: next week. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yep. For sure. Oh man, you're gonna bring a seekers with you, aren't you? Uh. Wait. Probably not. I don't know. Anything can happen. We'll see what
3: happens. Maybe they'll play it in Columbus. <laughs> anyway, yeah, and I in twelve, yeah. It's they, they follow you. Coop, what was set break like for you last night?
4: Oh, it was good. I went and uh, some of my buddies were down like really close. Kind of, there's like four aisles at the bottom of the palace, and they were like on mm-hmm. the first aisle, like seven rows back or something. So I went and hung out with them for a little bit. Um, I should I should have probably stayed there for a second set, but I was actually there. My wife and I were there with my aunt and uncle. And, you know, I, I felt like I needed to take care of them, you know, make sure make sure my uncle was good. So we went back to our spot. But it, it felt like a short set break, though. You know, it was kind of enough time mm-hmm. to go to the bathroom, get a, you know, drink, water, whatever, say hey to some people, and then boom, they picked right back into it.
3: Yeah, again, huge shout-out to Sam King uh, for the clock management, these first three shows of mm-hmm. Summer Tour. They have been on a fantastic schedule getting, you know – Great lengths of a show in, um, short set break, starting relatively on time. So pretty good, pretty good. Wait, Do you guys have any expectations yeah. throwing around what songs you were hoping or thinking they were going to play?
4: Not really. You know, I'm kind of open. I haven't been to too many shows, so I've still got like a lot on my board. So mm-hmm. I-, I was going to be happy with with a lot of different things. Now, I had been to the Cincinnati shows so, I was kind of like, okay, we got Cali Magic, we got Seekers. Yeah. You know, so I was hoping for some more variety from those shows, but, you know, I, I was just happy to be there. It was such a fun first set that, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of
3: up for whatever. Yeah. And so then they come out for set two. First couple mm-hmm. songs, we get Empress into Silver Rising. I like this kind of Empress. You know, not every Empress needs to be 20, 25 minutes long. Uh, obviously, when it's, A 25 minute version like Eugene, yes, please. But, you know, I feel like they've played a lot of 20 plus minute Empresses that are just like Empress for 20 minutes and doesn't necessarily need to be that long. And so coming out of the gate for a second set and opening with a 12 or 13 minute Empress, whatever this one was, uh, I think is a great move. Uh, And I I love it in this slot. You know, nice, solid jam, energetic, picks it up and Silver Rising, you know, always wins uh, for me. Coop, what were you feeling about these?
4: Yeah, Empress was great. It just kicked the second set off. It, it kind of almost felt like that first set. I, I know, you know, other people might not have liked that, the opener, but I thought at least where I was, it kind of got people dancing right away. And the second set felt like that too. You know, the Empress, those opening notes, it just kicked right back in and everybody was really excited. You know, there were some people because of the short set break still rushing back to their seats, but it seemed like everybody locked back in pretty quickly. And then silver rising was awesome i loved those vocal rounds and it sounded really good uh where we were um my wife wanted me to tell you all she said it was transcendent the silver rising so perfect she was very happy about that so
1: yeah Neil, you can great. add that one to the vocabulary there you go i, I do use transcendent a lot actually i, I think i do <laughs> i don't know uh, it, You know, it fits in the wheelhouse there with the hyperbole. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, but no, in this case, it is transcendent. There's, I mean, Silver Rising is always great. It's always awesome. It gets played frequently and deserves to be played frequently. Like, I won't complain about the song being in a second set. It's great. And um, yeah, man, Empress second set opener, really, we had some expectations there. Uh, we really thought that Maybe it was going to be like Eugene again, which opened the second set and was outrageous. You, One of my, thought. I, I am a huge Empress, uh, Eugene Empress supporter. Yeah. And which is weird because I, you, you know, for so long, I, I don't want to say I disliked Empress, <laughs> but I, I, I had to do work on behalf of the podcast to kind of defeat the Empress fluffing for anyone <laughs> who wants that more has background given me a reputation this, wait
3: <laughs> for anyone who wants background on this should go and listen to uh, our very first episode ever the jam of the year 2021 bracket um it's uh there <laughs> there's some, some members opinions talking
1: there's their their opinion shared. um so yeah so i spent all these years all these years one year uh just kind of saying <laughs> like you no know, empress is not as good as Ryan says it is. Said. Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) But but now, all of a sudden, Eugene, Empress, has changed everything. Because I'm really excited about Empress now when they play it. So, yeah, man. This was not that. It was still very good. I love it as a second set opener. I don't know how many times that's been done. Was Eugene the first time? I don't look at things like that, but I you, I know you do. No,
3: uh, its debut was actually uh, opening the second set. Oh, 11, I was 6:20. there. That's yeah, classic that I don't Come on, know. Neil. Uh, <laughs> you may get awesome. confused because I think there's like an introduction or banter track before it on NUTS. Uh, yeah. but...
1: Wow, that's amazing. It's amazing that you know that. But um in any case, it is a great second set opener. Well, you know, the funny thing is now that you brought it up, we're going to just like talk about shows that are not this show, all show. Perfect. Uh, of the shows that I've been to. So when they played Empress at uh, that was at South Farms, and um, <clears throat> nobody around me knew what it was except for the people who had been seeing like the the pseudo, pseudo like a in, million yeah. years ago. So it was a pod show. So there's like you know 500 people on the side of a hill in Connecticut, and there's people just standing there, kind of like, "What the hell is this?" And then like a couple little pods where people are like, ah. <laughs> like going crazy. <laughs> um, it was the funniest thing. I had no idea what it was. I, I did not know, but now I do.
3: There you go. There you go. Interest. Well, then we move into the main event of the show. This Redbird. Uh, you know, this, this was cool too because right off the last note of Silver Rising, Peter was directly into Redbird. Uh, did not waste a single second. And they did not waste a single second in this jam. Uh, Coop, I want to hear from you first. And then I, I want to throw it to Neil uh, before I give my thoughts in as well, but Coop talk about yeah. this red bird.
4: It was, it was awesome, you know, and being in Louisville, you know, Louisville Cardinals, I think that the Redbird uh, drop was appreciated um, by the audience. So it was just great. I mean, it, you know, I, I don't know the technicalities of the jams like, like you guys do. and can't articulate it as well as you guys. But, um, you know, everyone around me was just locked in and you could tell it was kind of when, you know, the vibes were peaking in there and people were just having a blast. And everyone was kind of, I, I don't know, I started to get the vibe that everyone was like, this is a good show. Like, this is a special show here in Louisville. So it was great.
3: Love it. Neil.
1: Yeah. I You know, I had that same reaction it's funny when you when you listen to a show and you're you're hearing something really special it's a strange feeling that washes over you right because you mm-hmm. don't want to immediately be like every note you hear is your favorite note uh, but at some point during a jam you have to admit to yourself like oh this is really good <laughs> like this is really 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 good and that's what happened to me during this redbird last night and it's, a feeling that i haven't really had many times this year already mm-hmm. where i've been like oh man like this this is really good but you know because i have the friends that i do i don't want to <laughs> go out on a limb or anything you know i, I gotta give it some real I, I get
3: punished for that
1: <laughs> uh, a lot <laughs> and i mean i have in the past like just stood up and said immediately like this is one of the best jams they've ever done right raleigh madavan i said that that night i was like this this is yeah, I don't care I what anybody we, says.
3: We had a consensus on that. Like during set break, after it was played, we were like, yeah. "This is the new goat, Madvok."
1: <laughs> yeah, this, this this was the best. That that one was easy. This is a little bit different. I don't know if it's in the same territory as that, but this might be. This is one of my favorite jams they've played this year. This is this is also one of my favorite jams they've played in the last twelve months. Uh, I, I think that's really easy to say.
3: Ooh, yeah, th- definitely.
1: Um and so so yeah you caught a special one man it's 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 a really really good show I'm not saying it's the jam of the year I know we have a reputation out there where we call every song the jam. You just did that
3: off record, you know, before we before we went live.
1: Yeah, um, I mean it might be, who knows? But I I do know this could be the jam of the year if you
3: believe hard enough.
1: Yeah, if you're the kind of person who looks for really good jams, look no further than the second set because this Red Bird is outrageous. Uh, yeah (laughs) you saved it you saved it one one more thing
4: one more thing one more one more thing about it from being in the room was Mm -hmm. just you know that room is very kind of operatic and in and of itself there's a lot of balconies like the ceiling looks like a night sky there's a lot of statues and stuff and the end of it when they had these black and white lights kind of go in they were like behind the band projected behind them it really, and kind of the, mu- the way the music was building, it did kind of add to that operatic feeling, and it really fit the room perfectly, I thought.
3: Yeah, Getty was on fire during this jam. You know, the, the clip that I posted uh, on Instagram this morning as I was watching it, I, mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, like, like, Getty is just on fire. These, these new, the, the spinning mm-hmm. things yeah. on, on the, on the, like, little towers behind the band um, mm-hmm. have been amazing these shows. So huge, huge shout out to Getty uh, about this
1: sure and then it doesn't and end it's like this isn't the end of <laughs> it, it all it's like, that, just the crazy right. thing yeah it, then, then you it's...
3: get echo which right late second set echo is not a very frequent placement for this song but i love this placement for this song you know we have this like uh pine creek 2021 also second set closer like
1: of you that know, jam,
3: and just unleash like a hot fire upon the audience like Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a, a relentless echo that just keeps the energy going from this Redbird and closes the set so well. Coop, how are, how are you feeling? How was the, the crowd feeling during this echo? How are your aunt and uncle yeah, feeling I, at this point in the show?
4: Uh, they might have dipped out by this point, but you oh, know, okay. I, I, give them, I give them a lot of credit uh, for making as long as they did. I mean, th- my uncle's an old deadhead, so he's experienced in the scene. But um, they had a blast, though. They were just, you know clock was ticking a little bit, uh, but I think what you said, the energy is really what what I got out of the Echo, especially coming, you know, Silver Rising and the Redbird, kind of like heavier songs um, and just the mm-hmm. bounce of Echo at the beginning really just kind of took
1: things through the roof.
3: Yeah. hell Yeah.
1: Yeah, This Echo is awesome. This is the one I'm going to talk about every time we talk about this Redbird. I'm going to be like, but don't forget about the Echo. Because this echo is that energy <laughs> sustained, um, mm-hmm. you know, from Redbird through this echo. I do love like a late set heater of an echo. You mentioned the Pine Creek echo. I think I bring it up every fourth or fifth podcast because I just love it. And this one does somewhat of the same thing. Uh, it, it doesn't kind of you know blast off right away. Peter kind of toys with some like showtunesy kinds kind of stuff. And then Rick is yeah. just like, "No, <laughs> this is where we're going," <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, and then it just takes off. And I mean that that's almost as much fun to listen to as the uh, as the Red Bird. It's not the same like quality of jamming or anything like that. But I love the two back to back. I think probably if I listen to that Red Bird, I'm always going to listen to this Echo after because it is that good and it's interesting and it's just it's. it's It's exciting stuff. The stuff that they're doing right now. Well, Mm -hmm. they're doing what they were doing last year and around March where they're going out every night and they're playing multiple interesting jams. Not jams that seem like they're going through the motions or jams that sounded just like the last time they played a particular song. Mm -hmm. They're all a little bit different. You know, you get an All I Need with very, very different feel. Like, I don't even know if I know an All I Need that kind of sounds like the one they played in the first set. You get this red bird, we actually which does have a similar vibe to some jams that they played last year, but still very different with, than it what it, they've been playing. It lately.
3: does it in a different way.
1: Yep. It does. Yeah. And then this echo is just perfect. You know, they didn't have to do a 20-minute version, but they still got some quality improv in there. I'm not going to call it a micro jam or anything, but it is a nice brief great. jam that goes to a good place.
3: Yeah. And then Encore, we get a hell of an Encore. You know, this old C right into Thatch. Um, you know, I feel like this old C at the Ryman felt like, like, oh, they cut it off or don't do it. And, the, you know, there was no jam, whatever. While there was still no jam in this one. And, yeah, I was a little disappointed there wasn't going to be a jam. I feel like dropping the jam for a, a thatch to close the show. Reasonable. Not a bad idea. Yeah. How are you yeah. feeling during the encore, Coop?
4: It was great. I, I love this old C. Um, and, but, you know, I kind of got the vibe. I was like, okay, they're going to kind of like let us down easy and, kind of take a ballad out. I mean, I know they can jam it out, but
3: mm-hmm.
4: uh but the the final kind of court. they did the chorus three times at the end really was kind of felt like an emotional peak for the night for the audience. Everyone was really into it. You know, people were singing along. And then you know my initial feeling of that they're gonna let us down easy and then they just dropped right into thatch and I was like okay maybe not.
3: You know, maybe <laughs> Let's <they're> go. Gonna, <laughs> yeah. Yeah
4: they're gonna funk us up a little bit. So it was great. I loved it. It was a great way to end the night.
3: Amazing. Yeah, this thatch last night, um, you know, removes me from the 50% club of the song. Uh, <laughs> I've seen it eight times, and that was the 17th thatch. Um, so, you know, maybe I'll get back into the 50, 50% club next week. We'll see what happens. I, I think you will. You <laughs> I, <laughs> seems uh, likely. Um, but, uh, you know, this yeah. old C continues to elude me, um,
1: sadly. You know, it's, uh, you'll get it eventually, Ryan.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My most common
3: not seen original at this point.
1: Yeah. I I, I hope I get my Angborg before you get your this old C. um, (laughs) So then I can just tease you mercilessly. I'll be very happy
3: if you get your Angborg because I've still seen it, you know, a bunch of times.
1: Yeah. So, but on paper, this encore is possibly the best encore ever. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, Like, I don't know how you do an encore better (laughs) than your your best ballad, one of your best ballads, arguably your best ballad, Mm -hmm. and... One of your best songs. (laughs) One of your best songs. Yeah. I mean, like, that's nuts. I mean, they really... They put together a good set list for this crowd. I mean, they care about Kentucky, obviously. Yeah. Uh, And, uh, yeah, awesome. Execution-wise, like, I don't know if there's anything to write home about that happened in that encore, but still, two awesome songs. There's nothing bad about that.
4: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, But, uh, I mean... Yeah, they really, they wanted to play a good one. They wanted to play a good pair for Louisville, and they did. So what a run, man. Yeah, it was amazing.
3: It was amazing. And, you know, no show tonight. Band is going to, they're hanging out at Electric Forest, I guess. Um, And we get tomorrow night. Uh, It was not announced with the whole live stream package, but it was quietly slipped onto Nugs a couple of days ago. They will be webcasting uh, tomorrow night's set from Electric Forest at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern. It is free for Nugs subscribers, just like all the other shows on this tour. So thank you to Goose uh, and Nugs for doing that for us. It uh, means we get to watch from home, which is fantastic. That's good stuff. It's good stuff. Well, thank you, Coop, uh, so much yeah. for coming on today. It's been a pleasure to chat with you about last night's show. Yeah,
2: thank thanks, you, guys. everybody.
3: Yes. Thank you, everybody, uh, for listening and tuning in uh, on your Saturday afternoon. We'll be back here on Monday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern to talk about tomorrow night's show uh, and whatever amazing festival things they decide to pull out. Um, You know, will they do thatch?
1: Again? Yeah. Will they do thatch? I mean, it's more than entirely possible. (laughs) It's It's very probable. (laughs)
3: Yeah. Uh, With a big asterisk, don't quote us on this if they don't. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, um, have a great rest of your day,
2: and we'll see you next time. Hey, music fans. We wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th at the base of Akemo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont.
3: Sometimes the story is the best song.